Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to the Dungeon of Doom. I am Kyle Mikey, Lions beat writer for MLive, joined as always by Ben Raven. Uh, Lions 41 to 38 victors over the Los Angeles Chargers here at SoFi Stadium. We are currently locked in a copy room <laughs> in the press box, trying to bang this out before we get kicked out of this stadium. It, it was hours ago, Ben, um, when this game went final, and I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. What the hell we just saw? Yeah, because at one point it felt like the Lions should be up like 31 to 10 in this game. And it comes down to the wire. And it just, I mean, they really survived some missed opportunities because they were in the driver's seat in this game in the first half. They really, really were. Like, it felt like they should have been up by three scores a couple of different times at that first half. But just, you know, they've won a bunch of different ways this year. And this is the first time that the offense put the show on their back and took it home. I think it's kind of a testament to the team that we've seen this year. year you know, yeah. yeah, they should have been up by a lot more in the first half. This could have been a blowout early on, um, if not for some red zone issues that we've seen all year. And that's still something they have to address, you know, you know going into the postseason. Um, but at the same time, Ben, they did enough to win this game. 533 yards of offense. <laughs> um, like even on a, Busted play call. I, I think this is like one of my favorite anecdotes from this game. It really, to me, speaks to this team and how good it is. Like Ben Johnson relays in a play call in the in the second quarter. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a passing play. It's supposed to be for two tight ends, and Jared Goff makes the play call in the huddle. And I'm on Rob uh, St. Brown is thinking to himself, "What?" <laughs> I, I'm not in for this play. <laughs> and they started going up to the line of scrimmage and Jared Goff looks around and he's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> We're supposed to have two tight ends and we only have one. So, I mean, Ben Johnson's yelling in his ear, hey, check it, check it, basically, because they they realized they had messed up the, the, the play call. Jared Goff very calmly goes up to the line of scrimmage, checks out of the play call, the, a busted personnel thing. Uh, I knew I knew it was wrong kind of when we broke the huddle. I didn't really, I should have realized it probably more in, in the huddle, but once we broke the huddle and got lined up, I realized it was wrong. And um, Ben in my head said, you know, hey, 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 get to the get to the end of the run we ended up getting to. Um, and we were laughing about it. You do all this planning through the week and, 
you know, Monday to Saturday for what you want to do and make everything perfect. And then we kind of basically mess it up and uh, it's a 75 yard touchdown. But that's what, you know, it's a credit to a good team. Good team. We adjust and are able to kind of make adjustments on the fly like that. 75 yard touchdown for David Montgomery, the longest touchdown run by Lions players <laughs> since uh, 2011, that Johnny Best run. I mean, that to me really speaks to this Lions team, how deep it is. It's like no matter what goes wrong, no matter who, who's hurt, um, basically every week they found a way to prevail. And they've done it in so many different ways. And today it was a track meet. Yeah, and on that play, who else but Jamison Williams sprinting down the sideline yeah. for another key block. And Montgomery had a hilarious quote after the sideline saying his feelings were hurt a little bit. He was running as fast as he could, and he felt like Jamal was just jogging past him <laughs> down the sideline. But, yeah, that that's just amazing, and that is. I mean, he took that... out two guys in that play, by the way. Jamal took out his initial <laughs> block assignment. Yeah. And then recovers, sprints all the way down the field, and like you said, catches all the way, <laughs> passes, passes Montgomery, and then takes out the last DB. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, Monty said he was going to have to suppress those feelings for a little bit <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I'll I'll give my props to Jamal. I, I I liked what I saw out of the brief looks out of Jamal we saw today. That block, he had the wide receiver screen touchdown he took to the house that got called back. That was one of those key missed opportunities right there. I mean, you know, he he makes a catch, he falls to the ground, he gets back up to his feet and adds a couple more yards. So baby steps there, and you love to see the aggression on the blocking because that's they're looking for anything they can get out of that kid, and they'll take that all day. I really liked what we saw from Jared Goff. Um, you know, and I, 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 I've i written a lot about him and uh, probably will be writing <laughs> again about him out of this game, hint, hint. <laughs> But, you know, like it was the running game that carried this team in the first half. And we'll get to that because that was impressive. But in the second half, the Chargers made some like they obviously made adjustments. And Brad and Staley talked about that after the game. They thought they did some really good things in defending Detroit's run game. Um, I think they had like 25 yards maybe after halftime, which was a, a, a big improvement. No doubt. No, no. <laughs> but Jared Goff prevailed yeah. and threw the ball really well. I think he was like eight of 10 passing in the second half, 200 yards. And Justin Herbert just tore apart the Lions defense, led five straight touchdown drives in this game, was going back and forth. There was three ties in the second half. And Jared Goff just just kept coming back and coming back and coming back and was so cool under pressure. Again, the Montgomery Mm -hmm. player, like he didn't freak out, didn't call timeout, didn't hike the ball. Like he just checked into a play that he knew was going to work. And it went for 75 yards and a touchdown. I think my favorite play from Jared Goff in this game, I mean – my second favorite play was yeah. the Brock Wright touchdown pass. Okay. That thing was yeah. – he just feathered it, just put a nice little touch on it, yeah. dropped it over the defense. But my favorite play was the fourth and two, and, and we'll get to the decision-making on that in a little bit. But the fourth and two play that was called, um, he went through four progressions on that, <laughs> through four reads. Uh, he went to the running yeah. back first, which was his first read on the fourth and two play there at the end. Uh, then went to Sam Laporta, who was covered by a linebacker. Then went to his third um, read, which was a receiver, mm-hmm. also covered. And the rush is bearing down. Yeah. But Goff senses out of his periphery that that Laporta is basically like widening out his route and running away from coverage. Just zips a six-yard pass to him on the dot. Yeah. First down, and uh, that's basically the ball game. No, it was a, it, it was such a... We talked about it earlier this week. It was like a perfect lead into this, how precise the Lions offense is for the receivers and stuff. Because my mind goes to, was in the red zone, that that Mm. ball he threw to St. Brown Mm. with no window. I have no idea what he saw on that. But he got it in there. St. Brown almost gets his head taken off. Like, that is just... That's that's trust between a quarterback and a receiver. And that's a feel of an offense from a quarterback that I've 
personally never seen on this beat. And that's nothing against Matthew Stafford at all. But what I'm seeing from Jared Goff is perfect ex- execution of the system, perfect execution of the offense, perfect feel for the weapons around him. Because, my God, man, I mean, he, he is so dangerous when he's playing like this because you forget – how freaking accurate he really is when he's on the top of his game. And today was just, I mean, man, with the way Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen were picking apart the Lions in that second half there, they needed that Jared Goff, and they got every freaking bit of it today. You know, Ben, you used the word trust in there. And trust was a word that I heard a couple of times from a couple of different people in a couple of different contexts after the game. And I do think for me, that's one of the telltales of this Lions team. And if, if you're trying to identify why this team is rolling, I mean, there's a, any number of reasons for it. But I think at the end of the day, it's trust. There's trust between Brad Holmes and, and um, Dan Campbell when it comes to roster building. There's trust between Dan Campbell and Jared Goff after working together for three years. I mean, Jared Goff was a wreck when he came to Detroit. He was bad in the first half of that first season in in Detroit and he's played really good ball since and he's earned everyone's trust um you know Jerry Goff has trust in Amon Ross St. Brown which is the context you used and it's evident I mean there was one play I don't know it was like a 12 15 yard play it was nothing special but I watched Amon Ross St. Brown run his route and he wasn't even breaking yet and Jerry Goff was releasing the football (laughs) that's two guys who have played a lot together and Goff knows exactly where St. Brown's going to be. I mean, of all the things that St. Brown does well, it's he executes his route with precision every single time. And so Goff has that trust in him. Um, you know, it, like you have five offensive linemen who have been together for a really long time. You had Glasgow to the mix. Like that, that's a really trustworthy unit. There's just trust all over the place. I, I think it's that's what leads to the matur- to the maturity that we're seeing with this team and, and a team that's able to win games in different ways and uh, has so much depth. And um, maybe this is a good time to talk about the the fourth and two decision by Dan Campbell yeah. at the end too, because that's Dan Campbell showing trust in his offense that with the game on the line, yeah, we could kick a go ahead field goal here, but that would give the ball back to the chargers with like, you know, a minute and a half left on the clock or something. And, you know, Herbert was killing them on defense and Dan Gamble had the trust in the offense to, Hey, we're not only going to go for this fourth and two and rather than kicking the field goal, but we'll put the ball in the air. And what happens? Goff goes through four reads and with the brush bearing down, um, finds the porter, you know, a rookie tight end um, for the um, for the basically the yeah. game winning first down. I mean, it's just I, it's you can see it all over this roster, all over this organization these days from the top down, and I think that says a lot about what you know we're seeing from Detroit these days. Yeah, absolutely. That fourth and two decision was kind of like the focus of my post game video because I was just like, I remember the first like year and a half there was so much towel ringing and hand ringing about time management and Dan Campbell's struggles in that department. And then I watched how they finished this game today because you could not give the Chargers the ball back in that situation. And to kneel the ball three times, to milk them out of their timeouts, to get that fourth and two, just that is such an impressive feel for the flow of a game, for your team, how they're playing, and how the other team is just destroying you at will. And, man, you talk about trust in the offensive line. There are not many teams in the league on fourth and six that can go in the shotgun on the 30-yard line and call a halfback freaking draw. Like, that's unbelievable. And you asked David Montgomery after the game if he was surprised about it. He's like, have you met our coach? You spent any time around him? You, you talked to Ben Johnson? No, we're not surprised about that. It's just, it's just, like you said, it's trust up and down, front office to the roster, to the coaching staff. And it's just, man, 
Of course, it's easy to, to, to praise the decision on fourth and two, Ben, when it works out. <laughs> yeah. If it hadn't worked out, maybe we're all singing a different tune, um, you know, today. And I mean, I'm just going to quote Jared Goff here. Yeah, it was ballsy. With our guy, I kind of lean towards we're going until he tells us we're not. Um, and, and that's not just in that situation. That's kind of in every fourth down that we, we get. Um, and had a good feeling he would go for it just like that area we were in. We kind of wanted to get an extra five or ten yards to secure it, as well as I'm sure in his head he didn't want to give Justin the ball back with a minute and a half. So there was many factors going into that. But, yeah, he's got he's got big balls, and he showed it there. And uh, it was uh, it's a lot of fun when he puts the ball in our hands to, to make the play. He's got big balls. Yeah. That's what Jerry Cobb nope. said. <laughs> he said it too. Everybody was talking about, like, you know what. <laughs> but, like, it's just – no doubt. And it's, but it's not a surprise either. I mean, to, to your point, you know, it's something that we've seen from Dan Campbell going all the way back to day one. He, you know, he told me about the aggressiveness and how he wanted to be aggressive even before he had coached in a single practice yeah. in Detroit. It was just weeks after he took the job. He's talking about Sean Payton, the aggressiveness they had in New Orleans. And he wanted to take that here and the importance of stepping on the throat. And having the opponent know it. And you know what? They stepped on Los Angeles' throat. Yeah. I mean, Herbert had led five straight touchdown drives in this game, dating back to the second quarter. They could not stop him. They could not stop Keenan Allen. And so they just didn't give the ball back. No. And even when there was some risk at hand, Dan Campbell had the trust that his guys would execute, and they did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this was just – this was such a fun game to just be where we were watching because this is – there were eight fourth down attempts in this game. I think this combined, it was seven of eight. Like, these were two aggressive coaches just trying to, like, uh, it was just, this was the most fun game I've had on the road in person. Like, this was, this it was, was exhilarating. Exactly. Like, I'm like, this, this was a football game that I cannot wait to go back and watch because it's like, I feel like oh. there's so much stuff I forgot. Yeah. There was so much good stuff on both sides because it's just like, Man, that Chargers offense is so freaking real. Justin Herbert is so freaking real. Like that is a big, talented dude, and he gave this offense, he gave that offense hell today. I mean, they, they <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson thought he had him sacked on the sideline, and then he stands up and Herbert's celebrating in his face, and he's just like, "Did you complete that?" <laughs> so, I mean, this was just, you know, defense. You obviously want to see some things cleaned up, especially in the secondary. But man, it's hard to. It's hard to talk bad about anything from this game because it was such a fun football game. Like this is this is this should have been the primetime game tonight as the Jets and Raiders are still coming to a close right now. <laughs> we'll get to the defense in a moment, but yeah, I mean, before we get away from the offense, we gotta talk about the running game. Yeah. We haven't seen <laughs> David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs on the field at the same time yeah. in more than a month. Um Montgomery obviously was one of the team's best players in the first month of the season. He was so good against Green Bay, Carolina. I think he had like, I don't know, 100 touchdowns in those two weeks. <laughs> um, and then while Montgomery was out, you know, Gibbs really stepped up the last two games in, you know, in Baltimore and against Las Vegas and played really well. 315 scrimmage yards in those games, tops in the NFL. I mean, he really came into his own. And I think, of course, you don't want to play without David Montgomery. But the silver lining there was that Jameer Gibbs had a chance to really get a feel for the rhythm and the speed of the NFL game. And we really saw that that guy come into his own for the first time. I mean, I think people were really questioning what he was in the first month. Like he he wasn't the home run threat everyone thought he was. He was having some just issues with his, you know, uh, being involved in, yeah. in some weeks. And when Montgomery went down, Gibbs really stepped up and really started to find his way. And in this game, 
Montgomery came back and we finally got our first chance to see David Montgomery on the field with a fully formed Jameer Gibbs. And it was really a sight to behold. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, they also had a full strength offensive line in front of them. And they, those guys did work. The Lions ran for 200 yards in this game. The running backs averaged more than seven yards a pop. Um, Accounted for like 193 yards, three touchdowns all in the first half as the Lions built a lead there. Um, It was really impressive stuff from that, that running game. And Gibbs, man, his vision, that burst is coming to life. I mean, both of his touchdown runs were nice runs, you know, with Jonah Jackson in front on both of them, I believe. Just a great look. But, yeah, he is just – they're not sharing the field. They're not not on the field at the same time like we thought they were going to be kind of this year. Maybe it still comes. Maybe that comes later in the season. But I think this was a great mix of saying – Monty is the guy we're going to punch you in the face with. We might punch you in the face with Gibbs too, but he's going to slash around you. And I just think it was a great, this was like the fully formed, like you said, that was the perfect way to say it. The one, two punch of what this can be the versatile usage. I mean, Gibbs was still pretty solid in the passing game too. And that's, that's just great. I mean, this was, he, he just looks like he can, he's one of those guys where you can see him getting better, especially mm-hmm. as a ball carrier. Like it's really standing out. Like he's finding out when to hit those holes, when to hit the acceleration and just, man, this is a tough team to beat if that running game's anywhere near that. We talked about trust earlier. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting to see the Lions trust in a fourth and one situation at the goal line, not that long after they already had a fourth and goal bust uh, earlier in the quarter. And they turned to to, uh, to Jameer Gibbs for a between the tackles yeah. run on fourth and one at the goal line. I mean, that's like that's a compressed space. You're going to see a lot of poundage of mm-hmm. defender in there. And they gave Gibbs the rock, and he he plowed in for the touchdown. I, and I thought like it was fairly a fairly easy play. It was very well blocked. But like the fact they even trusted Gibbs, this yeah. rookie who's kind of a speedster. I think some people thought maybe he was just a slasher type. They keep saying he's not a slasher or not just a slasher. And I, I really I think I'm starting to believe them just based on not only the production we're seeing, but the trust they have in Jameer Gibbs in those moments. They could have given it to Dave Montgomery, but they believed in Gibbs, and Gibbs got the job done had two touchdowns today. He's um, really catching some fire, but I, I I'm really starting to see what they saw at him. You know, when they made that pick. Oh yeah, me too. Cause he doesn't shy away from contact and he makes people miss. You see the explosion, you see the slipperiness and it's just, man, it's, it's just nice to see it come together. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We do have to talk about the defense. Yeah, we do. Unfortunately. <laughs> it was tough. It, it started off fine, and I really liked the plan early. They really came after Justin Herbert. We saw some early blitzes, and they were getting home. Uh, well, I mean, not for sacks, but Alex Anzalone hit him a couple of times early. Yeah, um, yeah. Aiden Hutchins had a couple of uh, quarterback hits early. And then I think the rush really lost its teeth, mm-hmm. and Herbert really settled in. And, I mean, <laughs> really settled Dude. in. 
finished with 323 yards passing, four touchdowns, uh, which, by the way, came on a series of five drives to finish the game. Um, he was basically unstoppable. Uh, Keenan Allen was unstoppable. That was, I mean, maybe embarrassing is the word. 11 catches, 175 yards, two touchdowns for Keenan Allen. I thought the Lions had a decent plan for Keenan Allen with Cam Sutton following him, but the Chargers just – they compensated for that by putting uh, Keenan Allen in motion yeah, and it drew him away from Cam Sutton. And that's when the Lions really struggled. Jerry Jacobs gave up some big plays. Brian Branch gave up a couple plays to, to Keenan Allen. The numbers will be interesting when they come out in terms of coverage numbers um, in the coming days. But um, what did you think of the defensive breakdowns today? I mean, it, it was, it was bad. Yeah. They, they definitely saw something between Branch Kirby and Jerry that they could exploit. And maybe that was what, I mean, I think that kind of shifted coming out of that half too. So they definitely saw something there because the one that rings to mind is branch was following Allen and motion pre-snap motion. And then he switches off at the last second and Kirby's all of a sudden playing catch up against a guy twice his size with some impressive speed. I mean, Allen is the fastest chargers player in history to 10,000 yards. That's a pretty nice franchise with playmakers and stuff, but yeah, they just, they definitely saw something they could pick apart, but, uh, that's a tough guy to yeah. defend. That's a he, tough guy he, to defend. Yeah, no, <laughs> Ben, he is, but like you got to do it. That's what good teams yeah. do. Like what happens when you get to the playoffs? You're going to face yeah. good quarterbacks. You're going to face good receivers. And this is the second time in three weeks we have seen Aaron mm-hmm. Glenn's defense abused by a good quarterback. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson did whatever he wanted. And for basically three quarters, Justin Herbert did whatever he wanted. Yeah. The good news is they don't face another quarterback like those guys <laughs> the rest of the way. You know, Dak Prescott has his his games and his moments. That'll, that'll be a tough game in Dallas late in the season. Yeah. But those like Dak is not Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's amazing. I think like, mm-hmm. he was really fun to watch play football. Uh, and Lamar Jackson is he's one of the best talents I've seen all year. Yeah. I mean, he was just phenomenal against Detroit. The lines were god awful against both those guys, and yeah. it was really good against Jimmy Garoppolo. Between them, they did a number on Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. on just Justin uh, Justin Love. Uh, George Love, yeah. yeah. Jordan Love. It, it's late. We're sitting in a copy room. No windows. Uh, Jordan Love. Uh I, I mean, like my point is just they no, have I, like they have had some really quality performances against also Rands. When they have faced really good quarterbacks and really good offenses, there have been some struggles. Mm-hmm. And in the last two games against high quality offenses and quarterbacks, they have been abused. Yeah. And I like as you look forward, I mean, this is a team. Uh, with a one and a half game lead in the north, like they're going to be hosting playoff football most likely at Ford Field, given you know, like what you know, the, the remaining schedule and all that. Um, they're playing for playoff seating right now, they're just one game back of Philly. This is a team thinking about January right yeah. now, like we're not, it's not, it's not like a race to the playoffs like it was last year, like they are thinking January. And when you get to January, you're gonna face good teams, you're gonna face good mm-hmm. offenses, you're gonna, you're gonna face good quarterbacks. And Aaron Glenn has, what, like two months to figure his shit out because right now he has not. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's been proven time and time again, and these were kind of the questions we were getting asked with about the trade deadline. Did they miss an opportunity to add some help at cornerback? Because, I mean, it comes back to the point of Terry Jacobs is a really nice CB3, but the fact that he's going to be out there for every single snap against a guy like Keenan Allen, listen, I already said it. They saw something they could exploit out of Jacobs. They saw something they could exploit out of those young safeties. And like you said, there's more Keenan Allens in this league and they're going to be waiting for him in the playoffs. I mean, I just, 
I think the secondary moved the chains for the Chargers three times with penalties. I mean, the best defensive looks for the day from the Lions is when they stopped the Chargers eight times in a row inside the five-yard line, but a DPI call in the end zone lets them get another shot at it. It's just uh, the offense isn't always going to be able to put up 600 yards, almost <laughs> 600 yards of offense and 41 points. Like that's that, that that's not always going to happen when you need it to. So it's just like, like you said, Aaron Glenn, you got to figure something out because like there's going to be good receivers waiting for you. There's going to be good quarterbacks waiting for you. And you've got what you've got right now because that deadline's passed. The the good news here, Ben, is they they learned another tough lesson about their defense and they did it while winning a game. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And they have I don't have, I wish I had the schedule in front of me, but they have the Bears next week, the yep. Packers after that. I mean, there is a lot of winnable games. That like that this Chargers team might be the best team they face until uh, week 17. Mm-hmm. Um so and Ben, they're seven and two. They're seven and two. It, like we're covering a good team. <laughs> yeah, like I almost said the word great, but I stopped myself. It's but strange. It's, it is strange. <laughs> I've covered the Lions since 2013. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is like the third road trip I've been this season. I had to write yet another story about the Lions fans taking over another road stadium. Oh, they were loud when Riley Patterson <laughs> when when Riley Patterson hit that game-winning field goal. Because mm-hmm. when in the press box, we're like in the corner of the end zone here at SoFi. Yeah. Uh, so like, there's no vantage point on like a field goal. I couldn't <laughs> – you just judge it by the refs and the crowd reaction. And from the crowd reaction, I thought he missed it. Yeah. Because yeah. it was so loud. <laughs> and then the, I see – and then I didn't even see the stands. I just – I saw the players celebrating on the field, and they were like mobbing Riley. And I'm like, oh, I guess he made it. <laughs> exactly. And on a day where golf comes back to his home state, is the – I can't remember if Goff ever played at SoFi, but he played in Los Angeles yeah, for a while. He's in California. He there you go. And he said he's never experienced anything like this. The Lions fans traveling, the noise they make on the road, what they do at home. I mean, he was like, I've never experienced anything like this. It's pretty cool to be y'all's quarterback. So just like, I mean, he is enjoying this ride for sure. And it's just, what the hell happened, man? Like, this is. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I wrote the game story and I'm still trying to figure it out. It was like halfway through the fourth quarter. And I sat back at one point and I was like, what am I going to write? Yeah. Like, cause we don't, I have to have a story out in like five minutes and then race to the uh, interview room. And here at SoFi, you have to go down an elevator oh. and then go all the way to the other side of the, of the stadium. So I literally ran through oh. the hallways. I ran, like I showed up in Dan Campbell's press conference and I sat down <laughs> and after like one minute, someone asks, are you all right? <laughs> but no, I have to write that game story and it has to be up in like five minutes. And then in late, like, Midway through the fourth quarter, I'm like, there's been so many back and forth. There's been so many points. And they're probably going to score like three, four more touchdowns before this is over. Like, I have no idea, like, how I'm going to do this. Like, I covered the Detroit Lions. I'm not used to track meets. And I'm definitely not used to them winning track meets. And maybe just to bring this full circle, Dan Campbell said the same thing. You win close games, uh, low-scoring games, but to win a shootout, you know, this is, you know, one of those things we haven't – we haven't done a lot of is, is win the close shootout. Um, and so, you know, I, I think every time you win, and no matter how you got to get it done, you learn from it and you gain something out of it, the good and the bad you gain. So. And this is a team that has won games in so many different ways with um, you know, the great passing uh, games, great rushing games. Yeah. Um, I mean, even historically speaking, great special teams games, you know, with fake punts and whatnot. Uh, it's not really a team that's won track meets. Mm-hmm. And Goff has done it before in LA when he was with the Rams. 
but that has not really been their bag here. And they just flexed a new muscle today. They, yep. they, they showed, yeah, we can go toe to toe with a really good offense with the best quarterbacks in the league. Who's I mean, unstoppable for three quarters. And you know what? We can still walk out of here with a victory. Yeah, I just kept picturing Homer Simpson getting punched in the face and his opponent getting tired, and that's how Homer won the fight. That's what it felt like today. <laughs> On that note, I think we need some sleep. It's yeah, it's it's time for sleeper. Yeah, maybe a drink. Um, good stuff, Ben. We'll be back uh, next week. What what is next? Oh yeah, it's Chicago week. Uh, Two games in eleven days, yeah, my friend. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot. Good stuff. Seven and two. Weird weird stuff. <laughs> This has been Ben Raven and Kyle Mikey of MLive's Detroit Lions. Thank you for listening to the Dungeon of Doom, an MLive Detroit Lions podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast, Apple, Spotify, Google. Like I said, wherever you get them and listen to them, make sure to subscribe to the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks again.